Just deep, everybody. Deep breath in. Uh, oh, I was letting it go before I was oh, holding it. Okay, well, now you've ruined everything. Man, it's over. Well, I'm Maureen Johnson. I'm Dan Sinker. Welcome to Fake News. (laughs) Hey, Maureen. Oh, Dan. Well. Shit got real. Dan, we're recording again today. I, you know, it's funny. After the last recording, I was like determined that the next time we recorded that there would be more order. You know, I was like, oh, I'll write something up and, you know, we'll we'll get it. And then everything just sort of went to hell, didn't it? <laughs> the last 24 hours has been extraordinary. I'm just hitting my head against the, uh, the, the pop shield of the... <laughs> <laughs> of your mic? Yes. So where do we start, Dan? Where do we start? First, um, are you back in Chicago? I am. We got out of the snow. Uh, actually had a very uneventful uh, drive home. And uh, and yeah, back back home where it is uh, like spring-like temperatures for some reason. I am in New York. I am in the closet. I have my bendy flashlight once again. And I'm waving it. <laughs> it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm in control. Well, at least something does. Where do we start, Dan? Let's let's roll the clock back 24 hours and explain why we are recording today. So So I, I so I was I was actually trying to think about why I mean there are plenty of reasons why suddenly today feels like oh fuck. By the right? way, what day is it? Is today Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Okay. Just checking. It is the eleventh of January. It is uh four oh six PM Central Time. Um so when we're talking about twenty four hours, I think we're actually talking a little more than twenty four hours, but uh yesterday, which feels like a hundred years ago. Um, but, and, but to me, the reason why it's like, like, okay, there has been a lot in the last bit. There have been multiple insane, um, uh, oh my God, my brain is barely even working. Um, the people, cabinet members are in their hearings now, uh, and there have been multiples of those and they have been nutty. Uh, President Elect Trump just had his uh, press conference a few hours ago, and in between there was something else, and uh, and also uh, Barack Obama gave his farewell speech, all in the last thirty six. Did I miss anything? Uh well, no, and but and let's well, we'll obviously roll back and just cover that, you know, more completely. Yeah. But but the thing the the thing to me is like oh we're in it now, right? Like this is no longer uh kind of wacky meetings at Trump Tower or you know the kind of potential threats of things to come. Like we jumped straight into the deep end of the pool yesterday, okay, right? Let's, and Let's roll back. We got to tell it all. We got to tell it all. Uh, this time yesterday I was out doing errands. And I was listening to the first episode. And, and one thing I was thinking about when I was walking and listening to this podcast I'm about to mention was that I feel like in each of our podcasts, we should list a couple good things to do or listen to. And I'm getting to one of mine early. Um, and that is there's a new podcast called Pod Save America. And it's with the guys who used to do uh, Keeping It 1600. Yep. Yep. And they are great. And uh, they have kind of... They've developed this new thing that's not about the election. It's about sort of what to do now. And their first episode, they had a great interview with the women organizing the uh, the Women's March. Uh, I, and they're going to have action points in every episode. So I'm always going to be like, here's the thing. So I would say definitely listen to that. And I was like really getting upbeat. And I was like organizing, thinking about what the great work these women were doing. And, you know, I was thinking thoughts like that. And then I got home, Dan. 
Then I got home round about that five o'clock hour. Okay, let's freeze frame there. And I'll say what I was doing at that time, which was I was uh, down at uh, McCormick Place in Chicago in uh, a enormous line to go see uh, Barack Obama give his farewell speech. I have uh, a number of very close friends of mine worked uh, pretty heavily in the 12 campaign, and uh, they all got tickets and all kind of invited uh, folks that were that, that were close to them as well to attend. So I was standing in a line of, I believe, somewhere on the order of 10,000 people, um, and uh, had only spotty cell reception <laughs> when <laughs> when I get I'm going to actually pull this up. I got a text from my wife, Janice, that said, where is it? All right. Hang on. I got a lot of baby pictures today. No, okay. JFC, did you hear the latest? <laughs> That's all it said. I responded, that, what? That is also a good title for our, our spinoff content. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. That's all it said. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what? What could possibly have happened now, you said? Yeah. And then it took it took uh, a twenty more minutes for my cell to connect to get uh, her response, which was Russian spy says there is compromising dirt on fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was able to kind of get on Twitter a little bit. So Maureen, yeah, what happened? Well, back to where I was freeze framed. So I had got I got home and I I had this really emotional phone call with my mother, uh, which I uh, my mother is a re- just a recently retired nurse and she's decided to spend her retirement helping people. My mom is like this, and she's working at a kitchen uh, for the poor and she's giving kind of free medical care to whoever needs it and that's sort of her way. And I she has been trying to avoid the news and not get frightened. And I kind of laid a whole bunch of stuff on her at once that I could tell that she, it frightened her. And I was giving her this very rousing speech about how she should not be frightened because she was doing the necessary – like she was doing very necessary work and that she should take heart in the fact that never before have so many people – it seems like – not never before, but so many people are are really stepping up and changing what they're doing and giving more. And I said, as long as people are taking action, there's no, like, there, it's, you don't have to be afraid. The time to be afraid is if no one is doing anything. And I, I just pulled this whole speech out of me that seemed to deeply reassure her. And I was, you know, it was this very emotional conversation I had with her. Like, it was one of the mm-hmm. deepest, most meaningful conversations I had with her about her work and sort of the vocation of nursing that she's always lived. And I was like really putting it on the line. And then I was tweeting some of this and it was very, very moving. And then I was like, golden showers, what? And then (laughs) (laughs) so I had just explained this deeply emotional, just moving experience where I was talking about how nursing and, and anything anybody can do, you know, whenever you're trying to do some good Whenever do good where you can, and that's the change, and that's everybody's going to be needed. And then it was just all everything was suddenly soaked in in urine, Dan. Everything was suddenly soaked in urine. It's not even a metaphor. It's not even a metaphor. It was just I, I was trying to understand what was at the, the, the trending topic. Suddenly, all just went golden showers, and I was like, Yeah, well, I don't understand, like. And then it was Watergate and then Golden Gate. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And I just I just kind of mentally broke away for a moment without reading it. And for some reason, the Beatles' golden slumber started going through my head. And it still does now every time I say this. Oh, no. <laughs> and... Um, and then, uh, I, then, I, then I started reading the, um, the, the, uh, the documents. And I think we all... Oof. Um, 
There's a lot in those documents. So let's. So if you somehow missed the joy of yesterday,、um, what happened was, I well, correct. Hold, hold on.、Yeah. Yep.、Uh, it occurs to me that. Uh, if you have、uh, children that happen to be listening, and I would、uh, say specifically my own child who is probably listening,、um, we are about to talk about current events,、uh, specifically current events involving、uh, Donald Trump and、uh, bodily functions. So use your discretion.、Hmm? Yeah. And if you are that kid and you're like, "I'll listen," because it's not, it's really not going to be as fun. It's this isn't a fun one. No, no, this is not. Because、uh... some things that you want that you're told not to listen to are super fun, and I get that. But just heads up, this is not this is not one of them. No, no, you can skip this one. This is not cool. Bad. This is just bad. Bad. So. I was、uh, coming back to where we were,、uh, so I was in this line. It was a line, Maureen. The line took two and a half hours.、Um, it was a very long line, and the news sort of would trickle in in bits and pieces in the line, and you could tell. You could tell when somebody found out. <laughs> Because there would suddenly be a yelp, and、uh, just then sort of descending into what can really only be described as horrified laughter. <laughs> yeah. Now, to explain to anyone who had the extremely good fortune not to know what we're talking about, uh. Some documents were put out yesterday. They came out on BuzzFeed. Well, first, first reported their existence、mm-hmm. by CNN. Yeah, that that these things existed was out there, but you know there was this. It was suddenly there was the the news was floating around that these documents were out there, and then they just appeared, and they appeared、yeah. on BuzzFeed. And they were documents specifically that apparently were presented to both Trump and、uh, the current president Obama, as well as many other folks in Washington, that、um, presented uncorroborated evidence, but you know, somewhat compelling evidence of two major things. One being that、uh, most likely members of Trump's Uh, team actually met with folks from Russia during the course of the summer,、um, which is a different narrative than before. And then there was the other thing. Yeah, that stuff is the important stuff. Yeah, you know the 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 meetings with Russia, the grooming, the you know this. I believe this information, and correct me if I'm wrong. See, it came from a British intelligence officer. That's the that's the narrative as we best understand it. Yeah, that a British intelligence officer said that this was、uh, that he that he or she had become or they had become aware of、uh, Russian attempts to cultivate、uh, Trump going back a number of years, and that when Trump was in、uh, was it the Moscow Ritz Carlton? It sure was, Maureen. Yeah,、uh, that he. And again, this is one I had to kind of read with kind of hands over my eyes.、Uh, requested to stay in the room that the Obamas had stayed in, the presidential suite, the presidential suite,、uh, where he asked to have、um, uh, sex workers urinate on on him on on in the bed where they slept. Yeah, yeah. That's basically the.、Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. And once you kind of get that out of your head, it takes a while. It it, it ever leaves? Well, I think it fades. It takes on new shapes. It.、Yeah. Uh, once you kind of get through that, a number of things come forward. One、yeah. is one is that, in many ways, it doesn't. The other stuff matters. Whether or not he wanted this in particular, this, you know, the peeing thing. Is whether or not that's true, 
is sort of irrelevant because kind of who cares. But it does matter because it's out there and it's out there forever. And it is clearly... It has hit a nerve in Trump's head because we have we will get to the events of today. Yeah. Um, but this is like a pitch that only he can hear. And um, who oh boy, who oh boy, oh boy, oh yeah. boy. So we were all um, just reeling our, you know, it was hold on to your butts time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Our this... little park was being overrun by pea-colored dinosaurs. And um, this was all happening. So this moment of every single person seemingly talking about Trump getting peed on yeah, was as the events for the Obama final speech were, were ramping up. Literally simultaneous. So as one was going down, the other's coming up and... The, the the groundswell for the speech was amazing and it's happening exactly the same time as this as the urine thing is happening and brains exploding all over the place and yeah. then the speech happened and i stayed up you know i was i stayed i decided to watch the speech at home and you were there i was there with- so you should tell that story cuz that you were there and that's a better story uh, so I so I will be fully honest. Um, probably if you watched the speech uh, on your TV or your YouTubes or what have you, uh, you saw the speech a little better. Um, I would say of so I was also at uh, election night 2012 at McCormick Place where Obama gave his big, uh, you know, winning the election speech. Um, that was an amazing night. Every part of it was incredible. This one had a bit more of a feel of haste. Also, there was much less of celebration, right? Like, I mean, this was... People were there to represent, but people were also there because they were sad or they were mad or they were, you know, they were... You know, the future does not have the same level of hope that it may have had when you showed up in 2012. But that also somehow felt like it existed in the organizing itself. For instance, the two and a half hour long line. Uh, It had rained, nice January rain in Chicago. And at the security point, um, they they only had metal detectors. They did not have x-ray machines. And uh, so if you had an umbrella, you had to discard it. at the point of the x-ray machine. So there are these mounds, like mountains of umbrellas uh, before you before you pass in. Uh, and then you finally get there. And um, we were very far from the stage. Like we had to – there was a, a woman uh, with us who was looking at her uh, Instagram stories and found this 360 near the stage so we could even orient ourselves to where we were in the room. Um but most amazingly was everyone was literally dying of thirst at that point because we had not had any liquid for about three hours. And uh, so a couple of people went in search. Uh, there were a couple of, because this is Chicago, there were a couple of deep dish pizza places <laughs> that had set up shop at the back of the room. Uh, and they came back and they were like, those lines look like they're like 45 minutes long. And then somebody came up to us and like, oh, were you just in the pizza line looking for water? And we were like, yeah. They were like, they ran out of water. And it was like, oh, this he he's preparing us for what's to come. Like, <laughs> wait in this. Just clocked my own headphones with a flashlight when you said that. Like, you know, just getting his most fervent supporters ready. Like, make them wait in a three-hour-long line with very limited information in incoming. Make sure they understand there is no water to be had, right? And then kind of have them stare at a wall and just think about what they've done. <laughs> that is sort of how it felt. The speech itself was wonderful. Uh, I had a little bit of issue with the volume level, but... Um, but and it was wonderful to be around people and it was very emotional and um 
My favorite part was actually when you left, you walked about three blocks worth of people that were hawking Obama merch, um, like bootleg Obama merch, which was amazing. And I had no cash at all. But um, but yeah, like the thing for me was like the speech was going on, but I also was like, what is going on with this P thing? Because I still did not know much. Like it was hours I finally got to the train to get home and I had 1% charge on my phone and was just like, please, please give me enough. Give me enough. Oh, it's gone. Yep. I watched in relative comfort with a dog sleeping on my on my lap and a number of beverages. Uh, but I wasn't there. So I, I found it um, very... I didn't think I'd, I didn't think I, you know, it's weird. I didn't think I'd want to watch it. I was like, oh, it's a speech. I'm so sick of speeches, <laughs> you know, like I love the guy, but, and then I was like, no, I, I really love the guy. Like I, part of me was like, I don't know if I can, I, part of, I just didn't want to go through it emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't want, you know, I'm not ready to say goodbye, you know? So, but I watched it and I found that he, you know, he was talking about, civility democracy he was he was elevating something that seems like it couldn't be elevated yeah i mean to to me he did what he has always done magnificently well which is appeal to our better selves right at a time when at a time when I really don't want to be my better self. <laughs> you when know? And when it's hard to be your better self, it's hard yeah. to be. These are times that make. Oh, dear. Sorry. These are times that make it hard to be. It feels like it's it's essential to be noble but hard because we're so angry we're so confused and we're so frightened and puzzled and information is is you know just it's like things are just shooting at our brains constantly just constant constant flooding of information flooding of the synapses just flooding 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 and out of all of that it's the strength and the kind of clear-sightedness to be noble seems hard and at the same time i feel like he was talking and you remember yes you know actually not to say yes you can yes i can like i i do have that strength and i do have that there is the civility there is you know there is a better there is a better way and it's not easy no and yeah it was just so it was elevating um, it felt like what we needed. It did. Although I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think it was what we needed. I, I mean, I, uh, maybe they knew that. <laughs> maybe I he, mean, I, 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 to me, it, it, it I agree. It, it felt like what we needed, but then it ended and you had what you got, right? Like it, there is something so infuriating to me that a petty tiny-handed man who hounded Barack Obama about his birthplace for years managed to allow his penchant for water play to kind of undermine the final opportunity that Obama had to do the thing that he's done a million times, which is to just say, hey, you know what, y'all? Y'all got to live together here and maybe try doing it better than you are, you know? But, it, I mean, it, who's talking about who's talking about those messages today? I mean, I guess we just did. But, well, um, and they'll never stand in such stark contrast. And what I liked about the whole night is that it was so clear that Trump is just a loser. Like he's just he's yes. he's just like such a loser. He's such a garbage person. Like you know, sad, pathetic, pea-soaked man. Yeah, he is like literally. I just a just the figure now is just a villainous, freakish, 
concreteness, very, you know, and he smells like pee now. Yeah. Like no matter, it doesn't, he just does. Did you, did you ever hear the, this American life episode about superheroes? No. Uh, there's an amazing, it's years old now. Uh, there's an amazing one. And one of it is a guy who is talking about how when he meets new people, he always asks them, um, you know, which superpower do you rather have flight or invisibility? And uh, one, he has this phrasing that has never left me where he says, you know, flight ultimately is about, and, and not that I agree with him, but the phrasing is amazing. He says, you know, flight ultimately is about kind of a, a, our better selves and, you know, achieving more than we really can. And invisibility is the power of crouching masturbators, right? And that's the image that I had of Trump last night, right? Just like this pathetic pea-stained, crouching masturbator. <laughs> you know, and and I don't... Also, I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone's life or preferences. The only reason I'm cringing is because it's Trump. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's that, it. That is an important designation to make. Yeah. Everyone, do the things you love for real. <laughs> it's but, only because it's this guy. Every aspect of that guy is disgusting. Yeah, he's disgusting. So, and he's disgusted by disgusting things. And so there is this wonderful delight in knowing that now everybody will associate him with something that, you know, with urine. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah. Like, I know that the treason is the important part. Um, I think I actually made a rhyme about it last night. Which is, treason is the reason for the season, but the urine is the delight of the night. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Wow. And, yeah, I'm good. When you just give me a chance, Dan, I can, I'll make some greeting cards for you. And we just needed a little, like, something to smile about. And I feel like that was a nice little something to smile about. It's just a little, like, meh. You know, it's, I don't know if you've seen the latest Sherlock, but it's like when Sherlock puts on the hat. It's just a little something. Just... He wears the hat for you and you're like, oh, that just makes me feel better. Thanks for that. So it's just we're allowed our we have so few things to smile about. We all had a little something to smile about. It was nice. Uh, the treason is the problem. So let's let's roll to this morning. So last yeah. night I had trouble sleeping like I was. I did, too. Oh, boy. I was felt like electricity was going through. I was just just oh, it did not feel good at all. It was a very jumpy night. Yeah, I had the exact same night. I got home. From downtown about 11 o'clock and then was just like, hi, Janice, how are you? Okay, good. Uh, listen, I haven't had a phone for like five hours. I need to get on the internet right now, right? And just, just like, just absorbed everything for like two hours. And then I was like, I should probably go to bed. I think it's probably bedtime, right? And then it was just like, uh, the whole night. Like, I think I slept for about two hours. Yeah. No, I... I had to get up and take a little extra medication. I have a so I've mentioned it a bunch, but I have a neurological thing where I have some some issues and my brain doesn't fire right. Like the, my body doesn't it's not doing what it's always supposed to be doing and it's easily it's the chains are set off by extreme situation, you know, stress, uh like uh changes in chemical balance. And so it was like so much load last night that I was it was my I, my whole body was kind of vibrating. I was like, "Oh, this is not going to be good." Um, so I was like, t but today I said, today will be different. <laughs> today will be different, I said. So I woke up and, you know, we all came to our desk this morning. I had a lot to do, a lot to do. And we start off with some hearings. Yep. We start off with some hearings. And the unlikely hero of the morning. He's he's back. He's angry. Uh and that's Marco Rubio. <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? Uh, so Marco's revenge this morning was to relentlessly grill uh, the nominee for Secretary of State. That'd be Rex. Rex. Spinebuster or whatever his last name is. Tillerson. That's right. Same deal. And... Um, who is a, a very leathery, tanned man with 
teeny tiny eyes, uh, who used to run ExxonMobil. And uh, basically got his ass handed to him by Marco Rubio, who said, do you believe that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal? And he said, I don't think I would say that. And then Marco Rubio was like, OK, let me open this big book and read you a bunch of facts about why Vladimir Putin is a war criminal. Yeah. And let's see if we can get you turned around on that one. And then he just. Just li- like, yeah. Like, this guy, clearly Marco has been up at night just pacing the floors going, I will get my revenge. And so um, he struck uh, this morning. And I have to say, hats off to him. He did a good job. He did. He didn't let up. He did. And it seems like a lot of the people on that panel then laid into him. And, you know, at one point, Mac Tillerson said that uh, Trump and he had not spoken about Russia. Well, clearly. Which the committee seemed to find weird and disturbing. Because it is. Because it's weird and disturbing, if true, and weird and disturbing if not true, and weird and disturbing in general. So the committee was not giving this guy an easy time. That was pleasing. And then there was going to be this Trump press conference. And I thought to myself, well, I have a lot to do, but it is I can take a lunch break and watch it. It's just an hour, I thought. You know, it's just... I can have my lunch and, and just get, you know, I'll just watch it, I said. I'll just watch it, I said, Dan. Yeah, I I I also was like, am I watching it? Am I not watching it? I watched it because, honestly, I was like, is this thing even going to happen? Yeah. And is he even going to take a question? Yeah. I was uh, like, there but was, yeah, yeah. There was let's... definitely just a, like, I'm going to tune in for a train wreck. Right. Like, I'm bizarrely fascinated by this. Let me just tune this in. And so we said, "Okay, let's let's both just we'll just we'll just watch it. We said, and I have to tell you, Dan, boy, do I regret that if I could turn back the clock to 11 a.m., I would not do that. I would not do it, Dan. Yeah, I I would not do it. Uh, Although. Okay, I'll get to the although once we... So, if you were supremely wise and did not watch it, I mean, supremely wise, I congratulate you, I'm happy for you, I salute you. I wish I was you. I wish I was you. Uh, So, here's what happened. First... This is the first press conference uh, Trump has given in what? Uh, I forget. Is it 160 days or Since whatever? Since June. Since June. Since and June. Uh, the last press conference. You know, the one where he asked Russia to hack Hillary Clinton. Yeah. He, that's the one, the one where he asked Russia to hack Hillary Clinton. So the first thing they said was there was this mysterious table they were setting that's up next to the podium. And all the reporters were like, they have put this this podium next to the this table next to the podium, and then they were like, they're bringing out all these these folders. They're putting all these folders on this table, and they were all like, what are these folders? And so out comes I don't know who that first dude was that came out. Oh, the that act. the 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 really the really tiny guy. The, yeah, this, that guy, he the was, angry guy. He was he was he was just a little small ball of fire he is the new press secretary maureen he was like mr angry from those little books yes he was he was exactly that he was just a red circle with a hat and a frowny face he was he was exactly that so he came out and he was like mr trump's gonna speak but first i just want to say that you all suck and all the press is terrible and you've been so bad and we hate you and ah, i wish you die in a fire like he didn't say that exactly but he basically said yeah, that that that's actually i think that is the transcript it was about five minutes of just telling the press how much they sucked and how they should basically be grateful that they're all there on their chairs and how they're all just a bunch of wretched terrible creatures and he was just so mad he was just a he was an angry man and so then yeah. out comes mike pence yeah yeah, I, it was like, like this. I mean, I know that it it is important to point out that when things are not normal, but like the way that press conference unfolded, where it was like, "Hey, let's have hype men come out," you know, and and all of that was bizarre. 
Yeah, like, it was like it, if you've ever gone to a live event, like a, te- a television show taping or something, they have a warm-up person that comes yeah. up to get you laughing. Like a comedian will be like, hey, here's some jokes. Where are you from? Here's a joke. And you're laughing and you get excited and you clap. This was like the opposite of that. This is like a guy who comes out and is like, you suck and you suck and you suck and shut up and you suck. Now let's give it up for Mike Pence. And out comes the pencil himself. And I don't remember what he said. He just, you know, said. I mean, he did what he always does, which is like he's living in an entirely different timeline. Right. Like, like, <laughs> his introduction was just like, I just want to let you all know how much good work we're doing and how great we've already made America and how much greater it's about to be. And we have just appointed all of these amazing people and like just everything couldn't be better. Uh, Mike Pence constantly uh, acts like a guy trying to distance himself from the situation, but he's um, he's willingly chained himself to the beast. Oh, yeah. But he's and, and he's, he's like, just done it in such an interesting way where it's like, I'm going to chain myself to this beast. But anyone that looks at me and is like, dude, you're chained to a beast. I'm going to be like, have you seen my really beautiful cat? It is such a wonderful cat. Cat's doing great. Just took the cat to the vet. Everything's fine. And it's he's totally a cat. Um, so, so then he goes but out comes Trump, who did not look happy. He wasn't he was no. he was sad Trump. He was sad. on. He was on snat, sad, heavy sniff, cobra fingers, Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't snappy, snappy Trump. He was like, no. oh, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing he does is he's like, hey, all you press, I hate you. You're mean to me. All this stuff that's said about me is disgust. And then. Thus begins the press conference, which usually would have remarks about this is the guy who's been elected. Just to be clear, just so that we're all on the same reality page, this press conference should be about the man who's about to become president. In nine days. In nine days, coming and saying, I'm about to be president. Here's some stuff that's going on. Here's what we're doing. You know, this is the, these are some policies. These are some people. This is some information. This is some, and literally none of that happened. What happened was, and on Twitter, I kind of compared it to having one of those tennis ball shooter things, just shooting low value Scrabble tiles at you. Like it was, (laughs) it was just words. It was like a word salad. At one point, he said a sentence that didn't appear to stop for about five minutes. Yeah. And it, there was no delineation of what this was about. It was one of those things where if you lost focus for even a fleeting second, you came back and were like, whoa, what, where, like, what, ha- where, how did we get here? Like, there were so many times where I was like, did I, act, did I, did I, do I have lost time? Like, how did I, where did we, how did we get from point A to point L just now? Yeah, it was impossible to follow. It was, it was just a scrambled eggs kind of the first part was all about how everything was horrible and untrue and BuzzFeed was terrible. And he he was clearly just livid. Oh. Well, he had started tweeting that morning, hadn't yeah, he? He had. He had. The, he had. He had. He had a tweet. He had a, a tweeting thing this morning where he said that it was like living in that this was like living in Nazi Germany. So yeah. here we go. So he was already off to the races. It's always a good sign. When the guy who has literal Nazis cheering for him pulls out a Nazi Germany al- allegory. Oh, but well, there's so there's so much here. There's so much. So he he just starts rambling, and he's he's like, it was like being on a terrifying date where this person is just <laughs> sitting talking at you, and you don't know what's happening, and you can't like, what is it? What is he talking about? He's talking about himself, and he's. He's angry and everyone has wronged him and these things are all a lot. Now, to be clear, what's in those documents may not be substantiated yet, but it was a document that was presented to him and it was a document presented to the president. And that is what's known about the document. Yeah. With information that was considered important enough to make a special presentation about. Right. Which is not. It is not a normal custom, to the best of my knowledge, to any wackadoo thing getting to that level. 
Yeah, there, there, there was a special. So he just absolutely unspooled for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes about this, about yeah. how and he's like, the press is so terrible to me. And then just just this unraveling. It, it was it shouldn't have even been put on paper. That was my favorite part was the the like, you can't have even written it down. It's so not true. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually going back over my timeline because I was trying to catch bits of this as it was flying by. Um, and it really did feel like it was flying past and you had to kind of snatch it out of the air and go, what, Wait, what, what, what? And so my t- my timeline reveals me just my meltdown in real time. So, uh, boy, oh, boy, I was really going. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, so he, so, okay. Oof. So he's praising and punching the press. Uh, he also said that, that there was, okay, that was the whole thing about how, uh, he was like, and the RNC, you know, the DNC was hacked because they didn't have hacking defense. And I called Um. Reince Priebus and I was like, we need to get hacking defense. So it was basically because of me that the DNC or RNC didn't get hacked and they did get hacked. Yeah, they did get hacked. They did get hacked. That's been proven that they're, I work with computers a lot, Maureen. And the moment whenever Trump begins to talk about computers, it's like, I just want to crawl out of my skin, you know, like he so clearly has no idea what he's talking about. Oh, no, it was all. He's like, we have to get hacking defense. Yeah, we have the smartest people. You can tell the smartest computer people. We have the smartest computer people that have ever been put in a room. Yeah, there's a lot of quotes from this that I wish I had. It was a it was a oh, boy, we're not exaggerating. You guys, this was don't watch it. But it it was. It was it was insane. And it really like there was a moment where I was like, holy shit, he is just buying time because he hasn't decided if he's taking questions yet. So he also appeared to be like a man who had just learned about the concept of a complicated password that has a number and a symbol in it. Totally. You know, like he's like, we we know. So he was going on about this hacking defense. And at one point. He just started talking about, you know, the the hacking and and he used the phrase is number one tricky. No one knows. (laughs) It was full. It was peppered with phrases like that where you're like, these are these are not words that go together. No one knows what you're talking about. He was a man. He was having a meltdown is what he was having. This was uh, this was this was an upset guy. One of the most amazing moments to me was when he went to questions because it literally was like, well, then he was like, we're going to have so many jobs, big jobs, big, big yeah. jobs, big jobs. And that he started talking about basically stuff that he's yeah. pro- probably not done. It was probably the, you know, the doing of somebody else. He's big, but it was big. It's going to be big. Yeah. But then there was just this moment where this little like boop went in his head and he just went, OK, questions. And everyone was kind of like, what? Huh? Huh? What? And uh, and then. And then he took questions. They were all about the uh, dossier, which he was able to then lay in again. But he took three questions and then he was like, "Okay." Well, he was asked if he was going to release his tax returns. Oh, right. Yes. To which he said no, because no one cares. Right. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares, Maureen. And then just abruptly, he's like. I'm going to stand over here now. And he just leaves. He just walks yeah. away from the mic that quickly. And then this woman comes over and she's a lawyer and she's very monotone. And she reads a long prepared statement. I mean, it seemed to go on forever. It was like the never ending story. And it was all about what he was going to do with his businesses. And I admit that I was tuning in and out. Like, I was like, I can't. I can't. And he basically, it was like he was turning his stuff over to his sons. And which is not, which is not a blind trust or, you know, it's just giving it to his sons. Yeah. And not selling anything. Not selling anything. If he were to sell anything, they would lose money. Um, 
not to, to newsflash. I, who cares? Yeah, is I mean that's literally called the sacrifice of public service, yeah. right? Who, like no one, no one cares. Yeah. no one cares about your pro, my, your money. Like, oh, I would be a fireman, but I can't take that pay cut. So pay me what I I'm going to stay being this guy and a fireman. Like the level of crazy in that explanation. But what it all basically boiled down to, because we probably shouldn't go forever, but we could go forever. Yeah, today it was a quite the 24 hours. What the, the entire legal thing was. Hey, it's not illegal, assholes. Right. Like that was the whole defense was essentially, hey, you know what? There is no law here. So tough luck. He's just going to do whatever he wants. And so so meanwhile, there are all these folders. The the, the whole table is like stacks and stacks of folders over stacks of folders. they, They keep gesturing and they're like, these folders are all the contracts and it shows how complicated it is that, that we signed. signed. Yeah. But he's signed. And they're just gesturing like, look, look at all the stuff we have. And it's not illegal. He's uh, he's going to do whatever. Uh, so I've, that's up for lawyers to debate. And they already are that this is all completely unconstitutional and like, yeah. absolutely, he cannot get away with this. And whether or not he gets away with it is going to be a test. But then he comes back to the mic. Yeah. Which was sort of surprising. Like he suddenly shambles back up. He's like, "Okay, more questions." <laughs> this was this was truly. I can't believe it's a press conference. It was. Okay. So he comes back up, and he is this when the question happened from CNN. I believe so. So actually, it, just as he shambled up, I actually had to jump off for about fifteen minutes to take a take a, oh, so, a work so call. You, so I actually the, missed the CNN moment in real time. People were trying to get him. To answer some questions, and they were trying to get in, they were trying to get information out of him. He had one Breitbart. Oh, sorry. At some point, a Breitbart guy is like, "What should we do about the corrupt media?" And he's like, "Good question." Like there was that. <laughs> um, and then CNN stands up, and he just starts going off. He's like, "No, no, I'm not talking to you. No, you're fake news. You're fake news. No." And they're like, "You've attacked us. Let us ask a question. You've attacked us. Let us ask a question." He was like, "No, I'm not talking to you. Fake news. Fake news. You're rude. Sit down." And he just basically picks a fight with this CNN reporter and just starts shouting fake news. Yeah, and won't talk to him. No, he won't. And, and then- in fact. The CNN reporter later said that uh, Sean Spicer, again, the uh, Mr. Angry, came up to him and was like, if you try to do that again, I'm throwing you out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Sean Spicer. Oh, of course. Now it all comes together. So he um, then he basically makes a veiled threat to all these journalists like if and he's been making it all along. Like if you don't say what I like, like, there's going to be, you know, it wasn't like a I don't know how to explain it. it wasn't kind of like a direct that it was like. You're not going to be allowed to do I, – I, the whole thing was like a veiled threat to journalism or sometimes not veiled. Um, it was all about – the whole thing was very chilling in, in just kind of freedom of the press terms. Yep. Chilling. So he, he won't talk to them. And then it just kind of goes on. And at this point, I – I really started to feel quite sick, like um, like sick how I felt on the the night of the election. Like I felt like it was all falling away a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, I was really dizzy. Like I was like, oh, I'm feeling spinny, you know, and uh, and that was when it hit me that like, oh, the reason I feel like this is because this is like we are in it now. Then, oh, he was asked about the ACA. And they said, he's like, we are going to repeal Obamacare. And they're like, well, what are you going to replace it with? He's going to, he's like, it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. It's, everything's going to be low cost and it's going to be great. And it, they're like, but what is it? And they're like, it's like, it's just great. It's yeah, great. Lower like, premiums, everything. Yeah. You get free, you get a, you get a, you get a Pegasus and uh, doctors will braid your hair and it, but Everyone they're like, it's a rainbow slide ride. Yeah. They're like, but tell us, but tell us. And he's like, it's just going to be great. So like, he has no plan. Like that's all that was no. super duper clear is they don't even have a scrap of a tiny clue about 
like it is what writers do. I'll tell you that much. And that's what I was thinking at the time <laughs> is that when you write a really crappy draft and you're not ready, you talk to your editor like it is going to be like, uh, trust me, like I have it all in my head and it is going to be great next time. Like just when you see that, like it's going to be great. Like it's all going to be different. It's going to be great. So uh, that, yeah, then he gets in the fight with CNN. Then, um, yeah, and then uh, he – oh, then he, the only thing he says, like the lawyer was like, oh, it's what's so great is that he's he could take the money, but he's decided that when foreign diplomats stay in his hotels, he will give that money back to the taxpayers. I'm like, fuck oh, yeah. you, dude. I don't want your 25 bucks or whatever the cut is on those stanky-ass rooms of yours. Like, <laughs> yeah, we he's don't gonna- want it. Donate it to the U.S. Treasury. That's my favorite. The terminology is like, oh, like, like I when you go to the IRS, there's like a PayPal donate button on the side. Like, oh, I'll just give them a good job, guys. Here you go. Here's your tip, Joy. At some point, he called BuzzFeed a failing pile of garbage, garbage. which they've already turned into T-shirts. Yeah, they already uh, have like they've converted their shop over yeah, to a giant they've, pay- they've image of it. And all their proceeds are going to go to the community to protect journalists. So that's pretty awesome. Wonderful. I'm going to be buying a shirt later today. I'll be very excited about that. Um, so that it was it was for real rattling. Like it was for real. Yeah. Again, I got up, had to adjust my meds again. I'm like, this is this is rough. This really I had this mental image. I don't know if you've ever seen this toy and it may have been a toy that was only around when I was a kid. And maybe they didn't bring this crazy toy back, but they used to have rock tumblers. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which would just be this machine that you would get some rocks and you would put this in this thing that tumbled around. And it would polish them. So then you'd have shiny Water rocks and a little kind of dusty sand. Yeah. And then you'd then you'd polish these rocks and it felt like I was in a rock tumbler. Like it just felt like we were all in this stupid rock tumbler just being rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. And um, yeah, it wasn't. Um, it was it, I had to kind of go and get some air and. It the la- it, it it has really feel like a just an assault. So that's why we recorded because the last twenty four hours have just been an absolute assault on the senses. And because we know you know it as well, to come around to, to the fact that we're actually making a podcast of this, uh, is to sort of process. So we didn't have a format except to kind of talk you through the last twenty four hours. Yeah. So, and. <sighs> And I think to me, it really does come back down to just that feeling of like, and this is this is it now, right? Like, this is real life. This is this is like the these hearings for his appointees, the press conference, the unexpected and disgusting leaks of awful information that I never need to know in my whole life and also information that is totally treasonous and all of that like that is just how this is gonna go you know this is like we are we are in the darkest timeline there is no doubt uh according to the internet I'm just looking on the oh, source of the source of the BuzzFeed CNN dossier is verified as a trusted reliable MI6 operative yeah go figure so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, so Maureen. Yeah. We, uh, when we last left our listeners last week, we were like, we'll be back in two weeks or so. Um, we are still in this nether region as are all of you of, uh, dealing with these as they come. Um, this has been a special update. <laughs> What I think is that, you know, hopefully that we were not prepared for the last 24 hours, like because no one even knew if this press conference was really going to happen and happen and the pee and like nobody, no one, no one was ready. The pee, like no one was ready. So we just recorded. And I think that we will probably pretty soon reestablish a clear format. Maybe we'll even get to talk to some more people again and, you know, get more interviews and everything back. But right now is still the, you know. The pots and pans and, you know, improvisation MacGyver stage. Indeed. I tried to think of three positive things. That was my goal when I was walking the other day. So my goal for three three things to do or listen to. One, I would say, is check out um, Pod Save America, especially since they are going to have a running action list. 
Uh, and I do really recommend that interview with the, the founders of the Women's March. Uh, two is always Bendy Flashlight. Uh, that was from last week, but I'm, I wasn't quite ready. So I'm just going to say again, Bendy Flashlight peers around the corner into the dark places. And three, just um, this is going to be rough. So walk, you know, I would say walk, definitely take some time whenever, especially if it's getting, if you can get up, take a breath of air, take a walk, um, just dip in and out of it as much as you can, because you need, we need to know, but at the same time, like watch how it impacts your system because it's rough going. It is indeed. I would say uh, my number one would be uh, support uh, the Committee to Protect Journalists by buying one of those BuzzFeed shirts and support BuzzFeed as well. Um, we often think of BuzzFeed as the, you know, kind of listicles and you can't believe what happened next type uh, website. But they have an incredible news team that does in legitimately incredible work and um they are now heavily under fire and uh you know supporting them and supporting other journalists uh that that find themselves on the uh wrong end of of authority is uh is super important to do um now I'm going to definitely pick up one of those shirts. Yeah, I'm totally getting one. Uh, number two, I had a number two. I'll skip to my number three, which is, you know what? Have a project that uh, like, mm. like, like make sure you are doing something that occupies your brain beyond um, fury and urine and, and all of that. Uh, my son uh, and I are actually... I'm staring at it right now because it is on the same workbench that I'm recording. We are beginning to build a uh, a video game cabinet together. And it's great because I could have multiple moments today where I started looking at all the little bits and pieces and get, um, get thrilled and excited about it. Um, I can't remember my number two anymore, Maureen, but that's how it goes sometimes. I can offer just like another an easy project because it's January. It's rough. You're going to need nourishment. You're going to need something warm. I would say the best recommendation, make some soup at home. Make your own soup. Mm. Soup is super easy to make. It's cheap. You you know, most soup ingredients are super cheap. Uh, I'm a vegetarian. I'm always making soup out of different vegetables. Like, uh, it's just one of those things that you spend a little time. You sit, you cut your vegetables. You, you this, The house smells nice. You have, like, something super nourishing. And that actually the food that's in liquid uh, is super good for you, especially if you're having trouble digesting. It's it's really good at getting nutrients into your system. Um, so it, I think it's just it's just soup is good for the soul. I think you know, but it is it's good. Make some soup. It's, it's true. like a good activity to spend you know an hour or so. It's usually pretty. It's pretty hard to mess up. Um, so you know to take care of yourselves and uh obviously if um just a little housekeeping Disney World still want a dull whip um and Dan uh one quick question if if this whole Trump thing goes and he is somehow deposed really quickly are we still really quickly going to Disney World is that still just the the pact That is absolutely the pact I am also I will be at Disneyland in a week Oh I know I know I will I be will. enjoying Dole Whip, Maureen. I will and not be attempting to ignore the world. I hope that you maybe can post a picture of yourself with a Dole Whip on Says Sue Twitter. Without a doubt. We just the housekeeping on on us as a podcast. You know, we do have a Twitter at Says Who Podcast, where you can send us comments and questions, which we read and super duper appreciate. And we have a, uh, an email. Indeed, that's hey at says who podcast dot com. And uh, we love we love to hear from you on that. We've gotten some very very good, insightful, and and useful feedback. Yeah, especially if you have links to you know uh, sites or you know actions or you know things that things that can be promoted, good things that can be promoted because we would just want to promote good things. If we could become a channel to talk about good things that people can do, that would be a great thing. We're here for it. Uh, and then uh, we've we've got some great theme music that's performed by uh, our good friend Ted Leo. Uh, Ted is amazing. Ted will be performing in Washington D.C. next week at a number of uh, anti-Trump uh, uh, rallies and concerts. Bless his boots! And I'm going to be on a boat with Ted Leo. It's true in March. 
Uh, I'll be on the Joko cruise with Ted Leo and a number of other exciting performers and artists. And like you know, you should if you can and you want to escape the country, you should get a ticket if you, if that's something available to you. And our says who logo is designed by Darth, who is oh, on Darth. an extended leave from Twitter. And Darth, if you're listening, we miss you, we love you, oh, and Darth. we hope that you are enjoying some internet free time. You know we love you, Darth, and we're here with the ice cream and the popcorn when you get back. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From my closet in New York with my teeny tiny bendy flashlight, I'm Maureen Johnson. And we will see you in the not-too-distant future. We can come at you anytime. Life comes at you fast. So does says who.